As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. All week long, it's been new piece of news, new piece of news, good piece of news, bad piece of news, hype here, hype there, bus rides, victory laps. What is more fitting for Raider Week? What more energy could we possibly need to take us in to this revenge game in primetime on Sunday Night Football? I'm Joshua Briscoe. Of course, Nate Taylor, how you feeling? Woo! It's... Raider Week! A meaningful Raider Week! Dog! We've never had this before in the history of the podcast. I'm wonderful, Josh. Incredible. And it feels so good. I feel incredible. Seth Kaiser, how you feeling? I'm okay. Huh? Yeah, you got a little under the weather. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I'm, doing? I'm, 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 I'm pushing through at 50%. I am on a day-to-day basis. I am... Are you literally... Are you day literally day to day? Because that would be pretty upsetting. If you're literally day to day, I gotta, I gotta figure out what kind of flowers I'm gonna send to your funeral. I, <laughs> you <laughs> literally day to day is really bad news, man. Had, had you asked me, um, like Sunday or Monday, I would have said I'm literally day to day. Now I'm back to day to day. You need that three week IR? Or are you gonna be good? Yeah, I, we, I'm, we... I'm gonna be good. I'm just okay. as long as I have a lot of time to take deep breaths anytime I do anything like talk for longer than 10 seconds then i'm set let's do this if you're listening going well that sounds it, it sounds like seth might have covid seth do you have covid the answer is we don't know you right you want to give uh, now more now more yeah. that we're really gonna now people are gonna be very worried yeah give us look you, everyone look, somebody's are, so i'm not gonna say who but but somebody's sister-in-law texted me on the the health of one seth kaiser so i mean the people want to <laughs> know Oh, are you serious? Yes. <laughs> welcome welcome to the hey, day. Seth, Seth, whoa. Hey, Seth, take a deep breath. T- t- right. Take it easy. Let me, let me, I'm let like me. Vader, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, you know, Emily Wright, shout out. Oh, wants, that's wa- so sweet. Wants to know you're okay, dog. Emily? Yes. Emily, I am okay. That is so sweet that you reached out to me. I, and also, like, listen, while I know, like, you know, I don't, Seth, your uh-huh. your life is pretty public, so I imagine if whenever you get test results back, maybe you'll you'll let the the world know through your Twitter or whatever. Look, I just, I'm just thinking that if you hadn't been so devoted to doing so many cool vape tricks over the last five years, your <laughs> lungs would be just such a better place right now. I, you know, <laughs> every now and then I curse. 15 to 22 year old Seth for the sheer volume of cigarettes that he smoked especially like 20 to 22 like when I worked on the rigs in like a six months time span I bet I smoked 10 million cigarettes and my lungs are just like every breath going why why so look um everyone a bunch of people reach out to me I'm fine um Due to contacts, look, you know, my everyone knows my day job. I can't not work, and I work with social workers. I've got to be face-to-face with them, and they've got to be face-to-face with 
people who need help. Which so, not currently they're not. At this current, these last <laughs> many days, they have not been. I'm trying to help me help you, Seth. Well, it just, yeah. Well, I mean, I I can't be face-to-face with people for the last week. Right. Um. But, but, but prior to that, yeah, yeah, I had to because mm-hmm. it's my job and, and it's I think it's an important one. I'm fine. Um, you know, I'm a lucky, you know, I'm, I'm pretty young. I'm healthier than Josh lets well, on. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> You're such a putz. It's basically, um, it's pretty sure thing that I've got COVID. I'm still waiting on the test results. But it's all the symptoms and whatever. And normally when I get the flu, it's a little different than this. Um, I'm actually less sick, but it's lasting a lot longer. So I'm fine, everyone. I haven't written anything. I apologize. I've got this Willie Gay Jr. review and two Patrick Mahomes games I want to get to. But every time I think about work, my my whole body goes, No! <laughs> and that took everything I've got. But it is Raiders week, and I'm going to gear myself up into a frenzy by the time we're done, enough that my wife is going to be mad at me for how out of it I am when we're done with this podcast. That's the you, goal of the day. We're making Mrs. Minnesota Chiefs fan angry. Hey. Well, and t- listen, t- I mean, you're all about the silver linings. We were talking. I don't remember what we were talking about before <laughs> the show, but you're out here looking for silver linings. And I'll mm-hmm. just say for me, you know, listen, I obviously certainly hope that, that you're as healthy as possible as soon as possible. Um, and, you know, maybe against all odds, it's it's not COVID. That would also be great. Look, but I've been waiting my entire (laughs) podcasting career for Seth Kaiser at 50%. Like, I think that's the perfect amount of Seth is just Seth at 50%. That's that's just all. That's what I'm thinking. I I just I just want Seth to be the embodiment of Jimmy Butler in game five of the NBA finals. Yeah, just just exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) And And then Jazz coming in and be like. Hey, you know we got we got game seven, right? We're, it's still do or die. Like, can you can you can you get some fluids in you? <laughs> we yeah, play in, got... we play in less than thirty six hours. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, what do you got? I got nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing left. I, I here's one thing, and I actually thought of a way to bring this around that will bring it around to Raider Week. Love it. I have said before on this podcast that no one should underestimate the value of screw you energy. Mm. Yeah. And that is like partly how I've made it through the week. Cause honestly, you want to know what I've had to do to get through this work week? I've had to be petty. I've had to take some of these child protection cases personally, which the rule is, is the lawyer never take it personal, but I've had to just take it personally. Like, how dare you not even like the bad worst parts. How dare you make me work right now? And that has pushed me through. And the screw you energy that I will use to finish this podcast, besides being dedicated at Josh for making that terrible joke because he's a jerk, <laughs> ran out of steam there. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Third win. Oh, get that third win in you. Get yep. that third win. I am going to harness Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes's and Travis Kelsey's screw you energy at the Raiders, whose unmitigated audacity and upstart uppityness is going to be addressed on Sunday, and I'm excited for it. Now, so let Seth, let's go right back to you on this topic. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> Come on, man. Make Nate say things for a little bit. <laughs> I tried. I tried. You're sick. I'm not the host, though, so I, I have to I can't believe I have to, this is usable. <laughs> this is like if you were beating me up on air, and it was like, yeah, keep it going. This is, this is good stuff. You hear him? You hear that? He's fighting for pride. <laughs> oh. Now, I know that Willie Gay Jr. story is not out yet, Seth, but um, you could dictate your most recent draft to us. <laughs> Uh, no, let's get into the pettiness. You talk about petty, the bleep you energy. Uh, this this victory lap story really became a real thing around around Monday. We we just sort of missed the the window to talk about this on our last episode, mm-hmm. but it came up a little bit right after the loss uh, earlier in the season. Nick Jacobs of uh, Forty One Action News was the the man with the report that Shout had shook the NFL world. Yes, sir. 
he does good work all over the place too. His Twitter handle is, I believe, at Jacob71. I'm gonna double check that. But uh, but Nate, that that was out there a little bit, and then it, it got brought up to Andy Reid. It is at Jacob71, by the way. It if is. You want to follow him there. Um, if, uh, if, if anyone didn't, didn't follow the story previously, Andy Reid was a little salty whenever he talked about it a little bit. John Gruden got asked about it. He was straight up a, just, he was a salt lick at that point. That dude was (laughs) nothing but salt. He did not like being asked about that. And now it has risen up the ranks of, of being asked to every player, every coach. It came up in a hype video on the Chiefs Twitter account about an hour ago as we record this. Uh, what the bleep is going on, Nate? And how seriously are the Chiefs taking that? Um, all I will tell you is we have a precedent for this. And I'm going to get to it here in a minute. But Andy Reid took questions that were not about a bus, a bus driver, or a bus driving around Arrowhead. And he redirected. He changed the conversation. If you don't like what they're saying, always bring it back to the bus. So (laughs) it was pretty clear that on Monday in the team meeting, before he came out and did his little Zoom, Andy Reid said, put it on me, okay? It's not (laughs) your fault. I got this. Let me tell my dearest friend, John Gruden, that we will rain (laughs) fire from everywhere through a rental bus driver, okay? Now, the story is the Raiders took multiple laps around Arrowhead. Uh, So many laps that even Raider players, such as Max Crosby, were like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are, like, can we just go to the airport? Like, I'm I'm exhausted chasing Patrick Mahomes around. Um, and then John Gruden said, and you should, you know, you should you should listen to our Raiders podcast um with Vic and Tashan. They are, I'm sure, doing it from the other side. But, you know, lovely, lovely John Gruden on Monday was like, What what y'all talking about? Y'all talking about y'all talking about a bus? Huh? <laughs> yeah. What? A lap? A, a victory lap? Who? You talking about oil? Oil? <laughs> oh, oil? No. No, baby. Why would we talk about that? And he said, next question in a manner that um, completely crumbled his argument. <laughs> next question. Next it's question. It's very, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Whenever somebody so says next question, they might as well just say, yep, I'm convicted. Put me away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a great. <laughs> that's the. That's the equivalent of pleading the fifth, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it really it's is. Like, it really is. I'm going to plead the fifth. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, We're not technically allowed to use this against you, but just know that all the professionals in the room are. Your own lawyer thinks you're guilty now. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> so the funny thing is, Patrick Mahomes is pretty coy, but he mostly said that, like, I promise you we'll be ready, which when you read it on text, yeah. Very disconcerting if you're if you're if you're a, a, a fan of the Raiders. Um, this is the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era that the Raiders week has actually mattered, right? Am yeah. I am I do I do I well, yeah. do I have Here, consensus here's on a, this? Here's yeah, a yeah. here's a, a corollary, like maybe kind of a counterpoint. Remember last week, the second Chiefs Raiders game last week, last year. <laughs> See, it's not that I'm quieter at 50%, Josh. It's just that I'm dumber. (laughs) And so it's kind of worse. That's Um, So last year, the second time they played, if I recall, the the Raiders could have tied the Chiefs up in the division had they won. But, but, um, but they then, just obviously did, yeah, and then they but just then Derek got Carr beaten. played in the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that Derek Carr played in the cold. Which how which, how happy are they? I know that this game See, is not like in Arrowhead in December. The fact that CBS was like, "All right, here comes Derek Carr onto the field." Everybody's cheering at Arrowhead as we get this historic divisional rivalry game going. Now, by the way, we looked this up. Roll the, roll the graphics, y'all. This man is all god awful in the cold. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to end well. Like, well, I, and it didn't. I mean, they it just did, it really did beat like, them to death. Everybody should so everybody should rewatch that game while game pass. It you're not even two minutes into the broadcast, and they're like, by the way, um, we already know the outcome of the game because roll the graphic shows. This man yeah. is terrible. Um, yeah. but you're right. I guess I guess you're right. Like the Raiders were still. In in the ballpark, just because the Chiefs had lost, you know, disappointing games to the Texans, 
until the Colts and Mahomes was still coming off of his injury. So, I mean, I, I guess, but I feel like, you know, there, there's a much better understanding of like these, obviously this team in the Raiders is like legitimately good versus last year that yeah. were kind of fluky schedule wise good. Like the, the Raiders have beat the Chiefs and the Saints. They need to be given the amount of respect required. The first time Patrick Mahomes uh, played the Raiders, of course, was and which kind of took away all of the sting of Raiders week was one the Raiders were bad and two, um, Kareem Hunt got cut from the team like yeah. less than forty eight oh, hours yeah. before the game, um, which let me tell you how that weekend went for me kids. Uh, <laughs> the 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 next time they played the Raiders, it was the MVP 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 chance where basically the Raiders was just the last team on the Disney mixtape of Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. to win the MVP award. Last year was a little different. They were up 10 nothing. Then, like, you know, they got molly in the second quarter. And we just mm-hmm. alluded to uh, the two previous games. So, the Raiders have won. It is now, I guess, a rivalry again. It all starts because grown men who play football, who are paid millions of dollars to find any schematic advantage whatsoever, are too blinded by a rental bus driver <laughs> being held at mouth gunpoint to keep this thing going left. You better keep turning left is what John Gruden said. Dog, if you turn right out of here, I s- remember the Las Vegas Raiders are paying your check today, sir. Keep going left. So grown men care about victory laps in a mostly empty stadium. And like, Andy Reid was like, put it on me, boys. Like, it's bulletin board material, which, I mean, what? The, the fact, I like what you said, is that he went out of his way to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest thing for me was when, and was it was it Seren that brought it up to him that was asking, like, do you think there's an advantage yes. having beaten a team? And he's yes. like... Well, yeah. and there's so many things he could have said, and I really do feel like Seren baited him into this just a little bit. But Seren would never. He would never <laughs> try to craft a question that seems like it's not about that. But for him to be like, well, obviously they do, I would. that was the moment right there. The obviously they do. You know, they or they wouldn't have taken a lap around. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. That's because I don't think Seren used the victory lap or the word lap or anything. Because, because, yeah, because Reed had been asked about it by, I believe, Teicher earlier in that presser, like directly, yeah, and and then talked about it. But you're right. It, the second, the second time through, when when Andy Reed voluntarily brought it up again, that's whenever it felt like it was like it 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 had, it had caught a little bit. Also, but listen now, Nate, maybe you can speak to this. Eric Bieniemy just found out about it on Thursday. Oh, which yeah. really just, <laughs> what? Wait, what? You talking about a bus? He is. What? He's already a head coach. It's just so he ridiculous. Is, true. Like, what? What do you mean? Now a I'm bus? just now I, hearing about it because you. I thought they all, me, therefore, <laughs> I I thought they all drove separately from the stadium. That was yeah, they didn't they didn't fly. They, yeah. what? they didn't. By the way, Seth, your Eric Bieniemy impression. I mean, just just immaculate, just impeccable. <laughs> that's <laughs> my plain dumb voice. It's universal. <laughs> just, oh, Seth, that's just... your plain dumb voice. <laughs> See, now here here's where we get to the precedent. There was a time back in 2016 where Jack Del Rio. Who, by the way, had the Raiders a little frisky good. (laughs) Killed himself. (laughs) He called the Chiefs offense, then ran by Alex Smith and Andy Reid. And I think Doug Peterson was still on the team by this point. uh, That they, you know, Jack Dorio, known for his defensive capabilities, his um, unusual taste in fashion, and the ability (laughs) to, you know, occasionally be good at his job. Um... He said he called the Chiefs offense gimmicky. Yeah, that did happen. And Andy Reid was more coy four years ago. Basically saying, I mean, you know, he's got his opinion, but we're focused on the Raiders. That, kids, was a lie. (laughs) Because (laughs) if you rewatch the 2016 game, which I believe was played in late December, again, Derek Carr and the Colts, um... If you rewatch that game, it's clear that Andy Reid told Alex Smith, you better get your arm ready, sir, because we're going to throw this ball <laughs> down the field. Okay? 
Alex Smith had completions of 34 yards, 36 yards, and 39 yards, okay? He lined them up at midfield and was like, let's take the shots. And I'm going to tee this up for Seth right now because it's one of his favorite moments as Chiefs fan. <laughs> um, the Chiefs were at one point up. You know, they scored 21 points in the second quarter. That's all they needed because, again, Derek Carr was playing out here in this cold weather. Um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, who we will get to later, um, scored on a, I'm scrolling, 78-yard punt return that was truly, like, breathtaking. When you look at it again, you're like, wow. Like, nobody in the league knew this dude was this fast. But that's okay. So, they got some help from Tyreek and special teams, but it was clear that Alex Smith played one of his better games of the season because he was willing to throw the ball down the field because we mm-hmm. ain't gimmicky. Um, even if they kind of were. And I'm sorry, Jack Dorio, no one remembers that. The Chiefs were definitely gimmicky at times. But hey, man, like, you ain't got to say it out loud. Um, yeah, right? yeah, so, you don't need, yeah, you, you don't have to say it out loud. There's so, certain things you don't say. So, like, here's the gift. Go ahead, Seth, here's the gift. Game ends. It's clear the Chiefs are the much better team. It's clear the Chiefs go win the division from here on out. Can you can you paint a picture as to the coaching summit between Jack Del Rio and Andy Reid? Yeah, so <laughs> it's the greatest. Seth tweeted this gif out while Nate was talking. I guess <laughs> everybody knows this show I is this is the stupidest this. show in the history. I have podcast. saved this on my computer for <laughs> moments, and I never thought I'd get to use it again. But this is just the greatest video clip. Andy Reid and Jack Del Rio meet in the middle of the field, and they don't even, like, get close to each other. They don't even get, like, face-to-face. They both kind of, like, walk towards each other and then stop at the same point with each other's right shoulders kind of facing each other. And Andy Reid reaches all the way out. I mean, as far as he can go. This is like a Chris Jones long arm reach. Gives him two. Let me see. One, two. Yep, Yep. two. Not firm, but not gentle pats on this right shoulder and says, I can't even tell what he says. Basically said, like, good job. Good game. Just some one sentence, one, like, syllable thing and turns around and it looks good. I think, kill. I think he says, I think he says to Jack Dario, hey, to get Jack Dario's attention, their eyes finally lock. Then he extends his right hand and says, Good day, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like, and so he turns around, he just pats one back and then just turns around and walks away. And Jack Del Rio, in case, look, Jack knew what was happening. He got got. Hey, you you get got. Yep. And you just take it. And he did. Because what's he going to do? Like, what what are you going to do? He just got destroyed. There's fireworks going off in the background at Arrowhead. One of Reed's guys is smirking. Is is smirking (laughs) over his shoulder. He's smirking. Oh, and Del Rio just stares at the back of Andy Reed's head. And I can just tell you, as a man, there's only one thing going through Jack Del Rio's head right there. Is like, I want to fight that dude. (laughs) (laughs) That that's the only thing that was going through his mind right then. Is like. I want to fight that dude. And Reed just blew him off. It is the greatest gift I've ever seen. You got sunned. He got got. (laughs) He was weighed and measured and executed in front of everybody. Okay. And so the Raiders from literally that pat on the shoulder have not been relevant until this season. Okay. It took four years for them to be relevant after that little one-two pit pat. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, so Josh, yes, sir. if we are to believe Andy Reid, who has 22 years of history, would he feel slighted or disrespected? I guess is a better word. When this man feels disrespected, um, can you just remind those in Las Vegas or elsewhere that may don yeah. the, the, the black and silver, what may occur on Sunday night? I think the line is still eight points, and I don't think. I don't think that Vegas, not the Raiders, but, you know, the city and its rich history, I don't think Vegas gives away free money very often. <laughs> if the Chiefs don't win this game by double digits, they should literally have to take it as a loss. It should literally go into the loss column if they don't win this game by double digits. Well, because they're, they're clearly going into it. And this is what I really like, is that this team really does find things to get upset about. They have to. And and it's mm-hmm. they, they do have to. I mean, and it's petty. I get that. And I'm not here to say that it's not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not here defending it as like, like if we were talking about like real life, would this be a healthy way to go through life? Of course not. But this isn't real life. This is sports. And what was it that I said at the beginning of this episode? What was going to carry me through? Uh, bleep you energy. And that is what they thrive on. And I love that. I just think that one of the reasons why I think when you consider like, uh, you say like LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, you know, the great debate and all that, given James's longevity of career and physical skill set and all that, I think the only reason that this debate rages quite as hot as it does and I will go to my grave saying, oh, it's MJ. One of the reasons is MJ had more of that energy than anyone ever. (laughs) Mm. And that energy will carry through everything. And I like that the team's fired up by that. And maybe we'll see some pretty cool stuff. I mean, the last time I think we saw them really dialed in was what? Before the Ravens game, maybe? Like, have they needed to be since then? They got caught once by the Raiders, for sure. Yeah, they got caught by the Raiders, and you yeah. have to acknowledge that. But I think hey, good on them. Golf clap. Their their full job, attention. <laughs> I think their full attention has been, <laughs> has been two times this year, Seth. Um, it was the game of the year against the Ravens, where they clearly came out and was like, "This was cool, guys. This was a cool chit chat for a week." And then yep. coming <laughs> off the Raiders game, you know, hey, I I thought we were gonna get I just man. I just thought we were going to get the Josh Allen experience. And they were just like, no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> we come to dominate. So they've done it twice. It's interesting, too, that it's both been on the road because it reminds me so much of the LeBratford Smith story, which um, as an NBA fan, I didn't know who LeBratford Smith was until the last dance came out, which. <sighs> not great sir (laughs) so i thought you know and i'm not i'm not saying that this would disprove anything that nick jacobs put out but when i first saw that he said and this was like either a day or two after the loss to the raiders i'm like hey um i heard that like the raiders took a victory lap and i was like what and of course you know i think john grude is smarter than that i guess he's not um but I thought, well, maybe somebody on the team will will use this as if it's LeBratford Smith, where somebody, you know, <laughs> Michael Jordan makes up that, like, <laughs> LeBratford said, hey, MJ, good game. Because, you know, he scored, like, 37 points in the game against the Bulls. Although the Bulls won against the Bullets. But in the rematch, which was the next night, um, MJ told himself that lie and then scored 37 in one half. <laughs> Against Kitty LeBradford up. Smith, who, by the way, ceased to exist in the league's history from that moment on. <laughs> I just, I, I, every time that story comes up, we just have to take a moment to acknowledge that that is a homicidal level of pettiness <laughs> to invent yes. a story. Yes. That's like the Joker. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I need to invent a story as to why I'm going to kill some people today. <laughs> and like, look, look, I've been watching the NBA for years. I, 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 I know all the random guys in the league. When, Don, when David Aldridge, our colleague, was like, you ever heard the LeBron vs. Smith story? I said, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even know who this is. And that's the problem. He murdered him. Right. He ended this poor. Well, that anyway, I love it. And maybe one day the Chiefs will get to that level of. That's a frightening <laughs> right. well, they're, level they're, of petty. They're, they're trending in that direction. They're, they they're, are. Right. they're trending. That's, yeah. <laughs> they're not there yet, but they're not that far away from there. Uh, so that that's all the pettiness that's soaked up in this matchup, which is exciting. Just because I, I think if you say you don't like a little pettiness, a little reality TV with your sports, you're probably lying. Like, or maybe you're just really you're just really focused. That's not me, and apparently not any of us. Because it's fun. That that extra little drama is fun. Uh, also, like this game has a, another layer of still not actually like X's and O's conversation with the COVID list. Since we've been doing the show today, the Raiders have activated Lamarcus Joyner from their reserve COVID list, but I believe they still have eight other players currently on that list. Mm-hmm. Many of them defensive starters. The Chiefs had three tackles go to the COVID list. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, and Martinez Rankin. Uh, Schwartz and Fisher were both cleared off of it. Schwartz will still not play because of his back injury. Um, but but Eric Fisher should be good to go. I haven't seen Rankin's name, Nate. I don't know if if he... I kind of assumed they would all have similar timelines, but I'm not sure what, what the case is there. Also, McCole Hardman is on the COVID list. It sounds like he actually has tested positive for COVID. Yes. Um, oh. I don't think that they've said that publicly anywhere. But they have not said that publicly. But yes, it, um, McCall's kind of given tweets that allude yeah. to his positive test as well. Um, but you know, interestingly enough, like he's not going to play on Sunday, um, and I don't believe he'll play next week as well. Like that, like that's kind of a you're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and Andy yeah. kind of alluded to that, but yeah, I think I think Martinez Rankin. Because he's coming off the pup list too, and so Andy mm. Reid would like you know Eric, you know Andy Heck, the offensive line coach, Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid. They all need to see Martinez Rankin practice more. Um, so sure. I would be uh, surprised even if he traveled to Las Vegas. So maybe he rolls over into next week. Um, but yeah, those are the two guys that are not going to be made available. But it's interesting that Mike Rimmers was a tackle who didn't have to do the whole distancing. Um, based on tracing. So it's apparent that, like, unfortunately, like a lot of us, including Seth, like, we all, you know, we all have to go somewhere to maybe get food or to, you know, take care of errands. And, like, you may just come in contact with somebody, you know, hopefully family members and friends are doing their best. But, like, it's clear, at least in the Chiefs' standpoint, or in the Chiefs' case, that this is more of an external thing versus, like, the building um, Mm -hmm. having a problem where the Raiders... It could be anything, man. And I and like yeah. they've had problems wearing masks at events. They've had problems with coaching staff. Obviously, John Gruden's been fined already this year. Uh the league does not like the Raiders. They even they even pulled him off a Sunday night game to get waxed by the by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in afternoon time. So we don't it seems like it's easier to identify the Chiefs' COVID issues versus the Raiders, because man, it 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 is it's not great. Because you want this game to be as competitive as possible. Because I think these two teams are playoff teams, probably. Um, and if the Raiders were to win, it would really make the the season like, you know, yeah. like it would it would make it more dramatic in a way that none of us saw coming uh, going into the year. But yeah, who knows what the Raiders situation is? But those guys, we hope as of Saturday, whenever people are listening, um, will maybe be off that list and they can then be activated Sunday. But like you mentioned before, Josh, like they haven't practiced. So like, it's a lot to ask of them with the chiefs coming to town, you know, probably super motivated as we, you know, noted previously. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to get more information on that along the way again. So taco Charlton, he had uh, surgery, but he's not on the IR yet. So he was ruled out. Mitchell Schwartz ruled out with his back. Um, and it sounds like, uh, in fact, Andy Reid, I believe you said the, said the phrase, good chance that Legereus Sneed uh, is back out there on Sunday. Wouldn't be stunning to me if they activated him by Saturday, maybe put uh, Taco yes. on IR. Mm-hmm. That that would, that would make sense as a corresponding move. Does that all track for you? Yep, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I, I think 
it's, it's going to be interesting. Like, watch the secondary, particularly in Sunday's game, because if Snead is up, fellas, I don't know where he plays because you got to give Traverse Ward another opportunity to, you know, prove himself against the Raiders and Henry Ruggs, most notably. Um, but Shaw Breeland's been excellent since he came back. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never thought of Snead as an inside guy, but maybe you play him as a third safety or the role that Daniel Swanson has. Like, I, I don't know how this works from the secondary standpoint because I know you're going to get to this as well, Josh, the addition of another player on the practice squad this week yep. who could also be a, a part of the secondary come December. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about him really quick also because it's just so much to talk about here. Uh, the Chiefs signed DeAndre Baker. Or, or they reported that they're going. To, no, it's they, official. Actually, yeah, no, it, it is official. Yeah, it, now. it is official now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it had it was it was thrown around so many days before it officially happened. I couldn't remember if it had. It has actually happened. He is on the practice squad. Uh, he was a uh, a first round pick, not the most recent draft, but just one draft removed. You may remember hearing about him from this off season because the uh, the the New York Giants cut him. You may say, wait a second, they cut a uh, a first round pick after one season having him there. What what all happened here? Here's a very quick summary that's going to miss a lot of details. I'm going to clip a lot of edges, but for the sake of as good an explanation as I can get, um, he and fellow NFL defensive back, uh, now with the Seattle Seahawks, Quentin Dunbar, they were uh, accused of a armed robbery at a party where there were accusations of them having lost 70 grand a couple days earlier. They were directing attendees to give them money and valuables and watches and stuff. So they get arrested for, for alleged armed robbery. Well, on Monday, those charges were dropped and an attorney from what, from kind of the, the, the accusing side was arrested due to an alleged extortion attempt. And Baker's lawyer had said pretty much from the jump that it was an extortion scheme and that DeAndre Baker was the victim in all of this. He had already been released, obviously, by the Giants. That go that clears through, and uh, he'd been out there available for a while, but the charges get dropped on Monday. They bring him in, uh, I think the next day is when those reports started coming around. And uh, he was a, a first-round pick, again, just a, about a year and a half ago, with all of that madness being the reason that he was available. Seth, you're a lawyer, I've been told. Did I miss anything important? Um, not particularly, other than I would just say that, um, you know, charges getting dropped happens, right? You, mm-hmm. you see it happen if there's not enough evidence or, you know, just whatever. But for charges to be for an armed robbery, let me just tell you, those getting dismissed, just just dismissed, mind you, that's a very, very, very serious charge. And seeing those just mm-hmm. go away is fairly rare. And then seeing an, a civil attorney who was going to represent the alleged victims in that matter get arrested for extortion i never even heard of mm. that happening mm. so that's why I'm, <laughs> okay good I'm it seemed cool. very weird mm. i'm glad that it is as weird as it sounded yeah and so that's why like with the whole baker thing i'm willing to move forward there were some questions about his work ethic and stuff coming into the draft those remain yeah but i'm not even taking into account that florida stuff like because that i i think they tried to extort him personally which explains why it sounded like such a like it sounded like something out of like a movie like they brought out the bags and they say fill up the the bags with your jewelry and i was like what where did they learn how to do were they watching the town and just got creative like (laughs) we're two relatively famous people put your expensive things in this bag you all know who we are (laughs) right yeah like we're friends of yours give me the money wait what yeah great movie reference thank you I've I've been sick, so I've watched a lot of movies lately. I've been meaning to watch The Town with I one haven't of them. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to watch Unforgiven together so you can tell me how bleak my outlook of the world is. Just on a side note. That sounds good. I'm down to do that. Yeah. Not right now. Um not right but, now, probably. Probably not within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, probably not. Um We can do it on Zoom, I guess. I still think Zoom we could party. live stream us watching movies. I think people would watch listen to that content. And yeah. even if they didn't, I mean, I'd have fun with it. Like, yeah, I think that'd be fun, actually. <laughs> um, but I know ba- Baker was a guy I really liked coming out of college. I'd only watched a few games of his. But so the did, thing so is... Did, he, so did Brad Feach. Brad Feach. As someone has texted me a couple times in the league, Feach gonna Feach. 
So basically, I think what you had was a situation because Baker got drafted the year the Chiefs didn't have a first round pick. That right? is correct. They they oh, they would have targeted true. Mr. Baker had it not been that. Uh, hold on. Whoa. So you telling me if we trade D Ford, we make it Frank Clark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on the mm-hmm. phone. Get on the phone. Call 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 Seattle. <laughs> yes. That's see, and that's I was gonna ask you, Nate, and see if that was something you could answer. He, but that's he went one pick after the Chiefs were supposed to pick because the Seahawks took uh, L.J. Collier there. Now, what if I told you the Chiefs in their weighing of the decisions? Clearly, they made the right decision. I'm not compl- I'm not uh, trying to confuse that. In their decision making, they had thought that there were going to be more teams who would target cornerback in that draft, mm. if I believe, and it went the other way. Uh, yeah, so. You know, you never know until draft day, obviously. Right. And they made the they made the belief that you have to remember too the, the coaching staff slightly different as well, um, or just getting into the you know just just getting it like for what the scouting department was doing for the old regime on defense before the new regime came into place, and then had to take that scouting information and. It was easier for them to identify who is already in the league who matches what we want to do, i.e. Frank Clark, i.e. Bashad Breeland, mm-hmm. like the list goes sure. on. And they just thought Baker would not be there. He was there. Yeah, because he he was the first corner to go. You're right, this was a weird year. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about all this. He was the first corner off the board at 30. Yep. And then a couple picks later, Byron Murphy, the next pick, Rocky Asin, a few yep. picks later, Sean Murphy bunting, then pick after Trayvon yep. Mullen. Like though uh Joe Juan Williams and Greedy Williams back to back a few picks later. So yeah, you're right. That was a weird that was a weird year for corners. It's it's worth noting, and I know we've got to start talking about the Raiders soon to not like get our curse although we've talked about the Raiders quite a few times. We, we're bookending this show with Raiders, honestly. Okay. I feel like we're gonna be okay um, on this one. The thing with Baker is his film, at least everyone that I've spoken with, for the most part, you're never gonna have consensus. Usually, except about like Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Man!" By the way, just on a complete side note, I watched a couple of games of that dude. Holy crap, he can play. <laughs> he seems good at football. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's that announced Trey Lance too. Thanks like for, all these guys. Thanks for listening to Times Ours, everybody. Yeah. Fields, we think we think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. Probably. I think Fields might be okay too. Yeah, this is some yeah. some in depth analysis. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I made myself laugh with my own breathing it's just ridiculous oh <laughs> uh, it's just like anyway as i was saying and then it's just um with baker he had the best film of the draft he played at georgia where he was asked to do some press man stuff and the interesting thing is the stuff that he's really good at he doesn't have great speed but he was thought to be a good press man guy and also a guy who knows his stuff in zone and basically, that's kind of, if you think about, like, Bashad Breland, yep. he doesn't need top-end speed because he knows where to go in zone, and he plays physical. Now, Baker doesn't have Breland's size, but he's also, he's a tackler like Breland, too. And so I think you're kind of, you know, Breland is a guy that's done very well in Spagnolo's system. Um, been a hugely important uh, bargain free mm-hmm. agent signing. And Baker... In his ideal fit, is considered a quicker, albeit smaller, version of Breland, whose ceiling is supposed to be maybe higher. Higher, yes. Mm-hmm. And and that's just something interesting to take in because he didn't do well in his rookie year with the Giants. Look, playing corner as a rookie is hard unless you're Legarius Sneed. So, <laughs> uh, man, I hope he's back. But it, it'll be interesting to see how he does in Spagnolo's system because he's a guy with enough talent to where, honestly, they've incorporated corners into the system quickly before. Yes. And, I could and- see him by the time we get to December or something. Could be interesting. I, I, yeah. I do want to circle. Okay, guys. Circle December. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we get to December, DeAndre Baker, all things go well, will be on the roster and in uniform. Much like, you know, Willie Gay quietly just, you know, not screwing up, but he is on the field because it was after October. Anyway, uh, to book in this, uh, Josh and Seth, who's on a one-year deal in the secondary? Like everybody, <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I think the like, entire secondary. But I know, I know, Bashad is. Yep. Okay. And who's Bre- not coming? Bashad, Bashad, Breland, Bashad, Breland, absolutely. Who's is. not I coming back? On, might... Who's not coming back next year? Probably Bashad. And who's going to replace Bashad Breland if everything goes okay? 
Bo Peep Keys. Ooh. Is that the Dark right answer? Horse. Um, <laughs> if all goes well, <laughs> they will have gotten the young cornerbacks they have coveted over the last two years. Weirdly enough. Because they'll have... Yeah. They'll have yeah. Baker, and they'll have Snead, and they'll have a dark horse developmental guy in Bo Peep Keys where this was always going to be the plan with him. Like, hey, take the year and, like, really learn. Because he was incredibly raw, but has the physical mm-hmm. traits that, like, if you if you build him up, um, he may be something. Um, they wanted Antonio Hamilton for two years, is what Vicha said on mm. the record. And then Antonio Hamilton was like, nah, dog, uh, I got to do this one-year deal so I can get another one-year deal somewhere else. Because, like... The understanding in the league was that the Chiefs wanted to go young in the secondary. So if you're a veteran player, you want to help the team win the Super Bowl and then make money off that. So yeah. Hamilton will not be back. Rashad Breeland will probably not be back. Um, and Rashad Fenton will be. Yes, Rashad Fenton will be. I I think is is he not in the last year of his deal? Um, no, he's only he's only a couple years in. He was a rookie last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the rookie the rookie uh, wage scale, whatever you want to call it. The- was he a rookie last year? Yes. Was last year's yeah. rookie season? Last year was a rookie season. Yeah. He's been good. Like He has. He got a lot key. of sense in that year. Yeah, right. That's and true. so their whole secondary will be relatively young with Charvarius, who's supposed to be like the jewel, you know, top line guy. Now, obviously, his, his hand injury is sort of, you know, uh, wipe that away in terms of being like a top flight corner that like shut down guy that he so that he so wanted to be, but like mm-hmm. they they've they've kind of done this in a very interesting way. I know we mentioned it before, but um, yeah. DeAndre Baker, who's no longer on a rookie deal, where you get the fifth year option. Think about that, right? Cost controlled. Yeah, because his and I, I'm I'm a little out of practice on the the uh, over the cap jumping that we did for so many months during the off season but his his whole contract situation is going to be super weird yep. right with with um years of service and everything and and he might not play a snap like you said in 2020 until December like i, I think the way that all of that's going to work and, out is going to be confusing and and none of it's going to be bad for the right. chiefs purposes and and it, and it helps the chiefs because Say he plays in December and has two good games. Doesn't even doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be active for the postseason, right? Like if he just has two good games in December, something that is actually real that you could hold on to for tape purposes. You ha- he's more incentivized to be with the same coaching staff, to to yep. be around Tyron Matthew, and to just understand like and Juan Thornhill as well. He's obviously really good friends with McCole Hartman. I think that was an advantage that Andy Reid kind of alluded to earlier this week. Uh, and obviously, knowing that the pre-draft situation was, hey, man, we, we really would have loved to take in you. Um, there are no great pass rushers in this draft. Therefore, we had mm-hmm. to go get Frank Clark. So it's incentivized in a way that, like, if everything goes right in December, these two parties can make a deal that is still very advantageous for the Chiefs because you, if you're DeAndre Breaker, just want to start your career. Like, just literally yeah. start my career. Can we just get a deal in place so that I can just focus on football. So smart business move um, and already a guy that you can replace that you don't necessarily have to be tied to in the draft moving forward at the cornerback position if you don't want, if everything goes well for like, again, two games in December. Somebody tweeted this and then someone else tagged me in it later. But uh, whenever after that signing happened, somebody tweeted like, all right, fine. The Chiefs finally added a first round corner. Can we shut up now? <laughs> yep. And I felt I felt attacked. But also, <laughs> that's a, this, is, this is a heck of a way to do it. Brett Veach, galaxy brain uh, should never be questioned. This was clearly the plan all along. Maybe Brett Veach was the one extorting him. And that's Nate. Can you look into that? Can you see if Brett Veach will admit to being the one who was who started this all against DeAndre Baker, and uh, now they got him on the chase? As 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 Seth said, we don't we don't want people going to jail for extortion. What we what we doing, guys? <laughs> now, uh, Seth, you're a lawyer. Is, did I just slander or libel? I can never remember the difference. One of them's written. So libel is is written. Slander is spoken. That's what. <laughs> so did I slander um, Brett Veach just now? Do you think? Ah, no. Um, right, as cool. as a public figure, there's a much higher standard for slander and libel. Um, that's a good. Golly, point. what a boring answer. I got to. That's just true though. I, I I've been at my last journalism class was like five years ago now, and I I don't remember any of that. You've you've been in practice more recently. Well, um, so yesterday. <laughs> 
Uh, one thing that is interesting though this idea that like they really could have like an entirely revamped secondary with guys that they're comfortable with because like i'm i don't yeah. know about you guys who are, are, are comfortable who are with... young and coachable young and coachable yeah no yeah. Divas, i'm comfortable no 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 yeah. bull bleep like just get them in the tape room get them in the technique let sam madison talk all southern to them and they just you just coach them <laughs> up i yeah. i just I've just, it's another thing that'll be really interesting if it works out. And we still, you know, we can't treat Legereus Sneed like a given because he had a real small sample size. Right. Um, yep. But like, if Sneed works out, like, let's say as well as Fenton's worked out, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Fenton's been good. Like, I'm comfortable with Fenton, honestly. Like, when we were in a situation where it was like he was going to be the number two guy. I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty comfortable with that. He's played pretty well. Mm. He's he's fairly sticky. He's got a few limitations, but he tackles well. He can test the ball. He's always where he's supposed to be. Like, he's a decent corner. And so if Sneed works out that way too, and then with the way Ward's worked out, I mean, like, if this Baker thing works out too, have have we started to hit the just never, ever, ever question Brett Veach zone? Because I feel like I'm getting there, and it's going to make my job boring. <laughs> we talked about that a little while ago with a story that you wrote, and we really should talk about the Raiders. I'm getting nervous now. Um, but I think I think the main thing is on a move like this, it this literally couldn't be a lower risk way to bring in a first round prospect. I mean, we you can have a similar conversation about you know a draft pick that has a little value for. Emmanuel Agba or, you know, all of the guys that he's done that for. Many of them have worked out in a bunch that haven't, you know, that I bet they wish they had that draft pick instead of Darren Lee last year or whatever, but fine, so be it. Um, this is literally, this isn't even like a PR hit because the the PR news right before they brought him in was, ooh, he might have been getting extorted actually. All right, cool, let's sign him. I mean, <laughs> at, at, the very, at the very least, he deserves to take his shots and they're not all going to land, but I mean, yeah. At the very least, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't doubt Brett Veach's shots. Yeah, he's going to take shots, and and I respect it. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, real quick. We we mentioned this back whenever it was first reported, but officially now, Brett Veach, Andy Reid, uh, the oh, aforementioned, yes. both have signed they rich. their extensions uh, through 2025. Good Nate? for them. Yes, at least That's through awesome. 2025. Um, I, I talked to this with Saran on 18. I think the understanding is Reid had a contract through 2021, but I'm assuming, and I, I should actually follow up on this, so thank you for reminding me, um, he had a contract through 2021 after John Dorsey was fired and he got his new deal. Um, but I assume mm, that mm-hmm. by signing uh, on Monday their contract extensions, he and Brett Veach, you take that 20, 2021 year, you basically rip it up, and everything starting from now will go through 2025, is my understanding. But I need to make sure I double-check that. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, personally, I think it's a bad move. I just wanted to be someone, mm. the only You're one You want to be the first that. one out there? Yeah, I figured I'll take that one. Yeah, that can be my lane. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, too long of a commitment for a couple of guys who haven't proven anything. I got nothing. I got nothing. That makes sense. Also, I've seen people ask about this just as a reminder. Those contracts, we don't see a lot of the details in large part because they're not on the salary not on the cap. cap. So you could pay. They, they could. Those could be good. very, very large contracts. Um, if Andy Reid's not the highest paid head coach in football right now, I'd be a little surprised. I don't think he probably has been yet. But he won the ring, and uh, Clark Hunt has given out all the money in the world. Um, he's got someone. Did Pete Carroll just get extended? Also, I feel like he just got extended. Also, I believe that's correct. Um, now he's going to be up. There. John Gruden let his number get out. That's true. Yes. So from was... an agency standpoint, everybody in coaching agency stood up and applauded. Yes, yeah. <laughs> put them numbers <laughs> that's out true. there. Um, you know. Again, Andy Reid and John Gruden, two different men, but still friends. Andy Reid should buy should buy John Gruden a bus with his new contract <laughs> extension. 
You should just buy them like a just like a just a uh, sort of gutted school bus that's like rusted wheels and everything, rusted Ooh. around the wheels and everything. How will they drive into the stadium? Will they take laps before they go inside? Will they? Will like? I think it's got to be like it's got to be like. Hey, go ahead and drop me off here. I'll walk the rest of the way. I don't want you to. I want anybody to see this right now. They gotta like they gotta park by Kaufman and then just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> The next time they're here, they're in Vegas now. I don't have any good. I don't have any good. I don't know what's around that Roomba in Vegas. But the next time they're in town, they got to park by Kaufman. Uh, let's let's talk about the game then a little bit uh, outside of the buses on on the field. I suppose uh, yeah. Seth, you had just sort of retweeted what you had written after the game last time through, and uh, the the big plays are the thing that, that you wrote about there. It's the thing that stuck out even looking back at that game. Derek Carr took shots that no one expected him to take, including Steve Spagnuolo, including Bill Belichick a couple of weeks before that. And uh, that was what bit the Chiefs defense. Is that your biggest concern or at least still the thing you'd be keeping the closest eye on for uh, for this week? Um, yeah, you know, check out big plays. The The Raiders, you know, I think it was about 260, 265 of the yards were accounted for in seven plays. Um, the, which is an incredible number. You know, you're talking almost 40 yards of play there, right? which is unusual. And those big plays were what made the difference in the game, at least in terms of the Raiders' offense. Um, otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have been talking about, you know, the Chiefs' pass protection afterward or dropped passes or penalties because they wouldn't have given up 40. Like every other game, they've been much better. Um, the, the Raiders just caught them a few times. They seem to anticipate some of Spagnolo's blitzes dialed up good protections and called up shot plays. And they caught him several times with, you know, with, with, a, with one with once with a Mills concept where you've got the deep post there and they just caught him. And Spagnolo basically admitted that. And I doubt that happens twice in a row. I mean, we'll see. So that would be my, that's my only fear of how the chiefs genuinely lose this game. The, the Raiders are a good team. I mean, the whole any given mm-hmm. Sunday thing should apply. They're a good team, but it really was big plays and they really had the Chiefs number on defense in terms of shot plays and that sort of thing. They they just kind of knew what was expected. They did a great job protecting Carr, and Carr can sling it when he gets good protection. That offensive line is still really good. Mm-hmm. And so the Chiefs are going to need to get better pressure. And now they know that, you know, dialing up these cover zero blitzes and stuff is a bad idea because the Raiders are ready for those. So that's one of Spagnolo's favorite little tricks. So they're going to need to figure some stuff out, and we're going to need to see some stuff from Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Um, this is the second game this season where I'm just I'm just sad that there won't be fans in this building. Um, the first game would have been the Ravens game. That would have been just a, a spectacle. Um, we know Raiders fans. <laughs> oh, we know Raiders fans once they got a good team. Oh, guys, <laughs> it would be such... A fun atmosphere if there are fans in the stands. Um, to agree with Seth, in a weird way, the Chiefs defense should play the Raiders almost as if they're playing their own offensive teammates. Make them go the length of the field. Be mindful of play action because uh, Josh Jacobs was still good. And I think really this game, interestingly enough, could come down to the red zone. Like who performs better? In the red zone with the understanding that I think Spagnolo, at least early, will be a little bit more tentative. And if the Chiefs get a lead, then you can perhaps be more aggressive and force Carr and, and the offense for the Raiders into one or two scenarios where they have to make a decision um, and make them play a little bit from an uncomfortable position. Because um, that's what he kind of tried to do in the second quarter from right to Like they got a 14 to 3 lead and then it just yeah. all went to like. Oh my god, like guys are running Whoa. wide open. So yeah. you gotta be absolutely you gotta be cautious with that. But I do think the the Chiefs should really make Derek Carr work 10 play drives, 15 play drives. Like mm-hmm. make him have to make good decisions over and over again versus obviously the big play happening. Similar to like Josh Allen in a lot of ways. Like the more plays Josh Allen has, the worse the opportunities get for the actual team holding the football. Um so <laughs> I, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. I wish there were Raider fans in all their get-ups in the stadium because, man, whew, it would have been a fun time. A fun time. It's still going to be fun. But, man, like, can you just imagine the amount of cursing in that stadium? <laughs> 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 against, against the world champion Chiefs? Who, man. 
Oh, I just want to be Antonio Banderas right now. Just, oh, the gifts. Oh. Is that the leading back, like, yes. biting his finger yes. gif? Okay. Uh-huh. It took me, I was, I was going through a, a sort of gif Rolodex in my head that I didn't know what it was. Like, I, did, I didn't know that I had that capability, but apparently I did. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, Nate, um, can you give a, a little taste of the, the story about the, the Chiefs and the creativity in the red zone? It's really good. People should check it out. Um, and it, it touches on a very fun topic. This show just got so packed that it ended yeah. up kind of getting pushed out to the end of the no, show. No, no, no. Thank you. It, it, it's it's so much fun. It was something that I could kind of do on the bye week where you could just kind of rewatch everything. And it just dawns on you. Wow, that plays different. Holy smokes, that plays different. Oh, my God. Like, what are the New England Patriots supposed to do when they have the best defensive <laughs> coordinator? And they look like children out there in the red zone. <laughs> so, look, Eric Bieniemy was pretty clear. Uh, they have hundreds of these plays. Uh, I think somebody in the comment section, I should uh, acknowledge that person. They had a very good comment where it's like, hey, uh, you know, you." I think Crystal said it. Crystal was like, you know, there are more crazy fun plays coming. And that is the point in all of this. Like, ultimately, like the story yeah. is look at how they score in all these different inventive ways. Um, what what Travis Kelsey did to Tremont Edmonds is still... It's criminal, man. I just, I just, oh. Tremont Edmonds is good at football, guys. He looked terrible on that play. Um, So, Crystal's right. Shout out to Crystal G. Um, We're only in, like, the 200 level of, like, the 400 level course of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes rolling out plays. They beat the Carolina Panthers with a quarterback motion. In God's name, what are they going to do in January? <laughs> In the red zone. Yeah. Like, what? Um, so, the point in all of this is they've scored 12 touchdowns. They're all in different manners. They jet sweep the Patriots to death, and they had a leading blocker jet sweep. I've never seen that. Even Tony Romo was like, dog, what is that? <laughs> like, what what we, <laughs> what we doing these days? So, they're very good in the red zone. They're very creative. If I was the Oakland Raiders, I would spend a lot of my defensive periods in the red zone because your eyes are going to trick you. They're going to trick you with like something that they've already put on tape, like the smoked sausage, and then take that and, you know, dress it up differently, whether it's Travis Kelsey with Ferrari right, or, you know, hey, Patrick Mahomes will be motioning to his left as he catches the snap from Austin Ryder, who yeah. was in the game because he's healthy because he can do that <laughs> like no matter how good <laughs> no matter how good Daniel Kilgore is he can't do that so Austin Ryder until Patrick Mah- you know as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the team I feel like Austin Ryder's on the team because if you can do that like uh there's value <laughs> being on the roster so I we're only in we're only in the 200 level like they they smoked the Ravens with like their 100 level course in January is where we get to 400 level. I just, oh, good luck guys. But the Chiefs are as, the Chiefs are just as dangerous in the red zone this year than they are when they're at midfield when Patrick Mahomes starts loading up that ridiculous arm of his. So how do you how do you stop this team? I don't know because when they want to run one of those plays, uh, you have no shot. Seth, do you have anything on that, or you want to go to you want to knock out our our predictions here? What are the, what's the uh, what's the outlook? I'm I you know chokes aside, I'm a little tired. I'm ready to knock out some uh, <laughs> knock out some predictions. You you go first then. What do you uh, what do you think's happening? I think we're gonna see a game where the Chiefs are gonna have forty something, and the Raiders are gonna have twenty something. Um, I, I think a lot of it's gonna depend on how things go in the first quarter as to you know whether or not we see a real blowout um the first half really i I think the raiders are you know they're riding a deserved high they won that game Mm -hmm. and if they're able to hang in it for a while i think that can help them out um they did come back from down 14-3 last time although they scored a big touchdown like almost immediately afterwards so it kind of they never really fell behind huge um I think if the Chiefs are able to start boat racing them out of the gate, I think it's going to be real easy to fall into, oh, crap, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Um, And Gruden's a good coach, so he might be able to prevent that from happening. But overall, I think the Chiefs are just too good. It is the NFL. You know, any given Sunday applies. But we almost never have a guarantee 
that the Chiefs are going to be like fully not engaged. I mean, they're professionals. They always do their thing, but like petty, you know, I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. they've only had that a few times this year and each time they've looked dominant. And so I think it's going to happen again this week. You say, uh, you say boat race. I'm saying bus race. (laughs) This is, I'm not letting any of this go. I, yeah, I like a 30 something to 20 something. Probably I like, a. I just wrote down 38-27. I can see the Raiders having to... I kind of... Here's the thing. I kind of hope they score a little bit because I'll be bummed if this game ends up being like a 31-17 like a to 17 or something I, I, where it just kind of gets packed in towards the end. Maybe a little 27-17. I, I, like, I feel like this needs to be the, the Chiefs just going bombs away. I kind of think it will be. And I don't know if there are odds on betting on if this is the week that uh, Chris Jones scores a touchdown or not. But I would be very Ooh. interested in some very long odds that maybe we get a little, may- maybe maybe a little bus driver left. Uh, Chris <laughs> Jones like runs an option, pitches it to Tyree Kill or something like that. I, I think there's a chance. Yeah, you're gonna see it. Um, let me remind remind you, fellas, this will be the third consecutive year that the Chiefs play the Raiders after the bye week. That's Andy right. Reid is 18 and three. After the bye week, the Chiefs have scored 40 exact points the last two times after the bye week against the Raiders. <laughs> Chiefs 55, Raiders 10. <laughs> because the 15 points are for you disrespecting Andy Reid's home venue, okay? You tarnished Arrowhead Stadium. I'm, I'm Guys, I'm, I'm doing a bit. If, if, uh, if Raider fans or Chiefs fans happen to listen to this, it's kind of a bit. 55-10. There you have it. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. Primetime action. So God only knows when we're going to do the next podcast. But we'll figure it out. Probably, uh, We'll probably get back at it Monday morning, I'd, I'd imagine. And we will talk to you then. In the meantime, of course, you can check out everything that Seth and Nate write up on The Athletic. You can go to theathletic.com slash timesars for the deal that's there if you're not a member yet. Plus, follow all of us on Twitter at ByNateTaylor, at RealMNChiefsFan. I'm at JB Briscoe. Seth also has a Chief of the North newsletter. Uh, that is, it's going to come back with a vengeance. I think Seth is going to feel so guilty for not putting out nine stories in a week that he's going to do like 20 stories as soon as he's feeling better. So <laughs> there's going to be, there's going to be a swell coming uh, in the chief of the North newsletter newsletter soon as well. Uh, that's, I think that's the whole show though. And Nate, you can now do the, you know, trademark ending of the show and our famous catchphrase that you say every the, week. That the chiefs exist. will handle their business and Tyreek Hill will scream at Dave Tobe the entire game. Coach, no, 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 no fair catches. No fair catches, coach. No fair catches. I'm catching the ball and I'm taking it back. <laughs>